Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, y'all, I'm Joe Tower, and you're listening to Tales of Our Folly, a storytelling podcast. Each episode, we will bring you one new story recorded live at one of our past shows in Los Angeles. Every month, we'll also bring you one bonus episode, a one-on-one interview with a local storytelling all-star to discuss story, folly, and how they both play a role in all of our lives. Each of our live shows is a lineup of four storytellers sharing one true personal story in front of a live audience about the shame and embarrassment of being a human. I'm the host and creator, and if you're ever in the LA area, check out our Facebook page or our website at www.talesofourfolly.com for updates on upcoming event dates and times. This podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Pippa, Spotify, or wherever you download your damn podcasts. If you've got a story you'd like to tell in spoken or written form, email us at talesofourfolly at gmail.com. All right, enough chit chat. On with the folly. Prepare yourselves for a real deal here, guys, because we're bringing you a story from our July show this last summer, which featured another all-star cast of badass ladies. One such badass is actress, writer, director, filmmaker, multi-multi-multi-multi-hyphenate Amy Height, who is unarguably the funniest person I've ever known, and also unarguably one of my best pals. Amy stepped to the mic with a story about being a big fish in a small pond and the confidence that helps create that can fuck you when you really gotta step it up. Y'all, this is Amy Heights' Tale of Our Folly. Hey guys, how are you? Thank you for coming out tonight. Um, I want you to see. Um, if, I, this, if I'm backlit, you can see through this dress, nobody can tell me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't need to know that. Um, so I was thinking about what to talk about for tonight, and I... Uh, I started thinking about what I was like when I was a kid, and when I was a kid, I had sort of two defining character traits. <laughs> Giant ego and insane ambition. <laughs> Basically, I was the most talented person who had ever lived through all of space and time, and I was going to be a big star. And, uh, I mean, this is Los Angeles, so I'm like assuming some other people in this room are like, But in like, North Carolina town, like 10,000 people, everyone's like, oh, she's different. Um, and I was, and I loved it. Um, it, it started early. I did a whole show about this, but you may recall, when I was 11, I auditioned for The Sound of Music. That was my first, like, community theater. Yeah. Thank you, fancy. Thank you. Um, 
But I, and I got one of the kid parts, which I knew going in was probably what was going to happen. But when I auditioned, I sang the main song, I sang The Sound of Music, because in my mind I was like, I can knock the shit out of Starline Maria, okay? I know I could if these people would just open their minds for like half a fucking second, um, I could play the shit out of this part. Not for one, not for a minute, thinking about the optics of like being in a community theater audience and watching an 11-year-old girl <laughs> a wedding scene of like the 40-year-old realtor playing Captain Von Trapp. <laughs> no, who cares? Open your eyes, people. Um, but they just weren't ready for it. And, um, that kind of continued for a few more years. I would get up march up on that stage every time they had an audition. Um, I would be like, I am your Audrey and Little Shuffle. Horrors and I would like, no denying it. They were like, you're 14, go home. Like, well, fine, yes. Fine. Uh, when I when I should pursue Magnolias, I was like, I'm not gonna try for Shelby. Like, I know my limits. Um, Shelby probably can't have braces. Okay, fine, but now guys, what's up? And I would go and every time they would be like, you're just not good. Fine, I will come see this production and I will have notes! So, in high school, really, though, was like where it really started to lick. Like, and my friend Bree is from here in the audience. We did it together in high school. She was there every step of the way. I got started getting good parts like pretty early. And then I just overrode it. And um, so by the time I was a senior, by the time I was a senior, my ego was just like out of fucking control. Um, when we auditioned for the spring for the musical, my senior year, the drama teacher just called me by my character name, like during the audition. She was like, "Great job, Joey. Adelaide, get up here." And I was like, "That's right, I got the part. Here's your guys and dolls, everyone." Um, I uh, I got most talented. <laughs> it was, and it, was, it wasn't, there was no moment of like, that's cool, that's nice. Um, I was like, I was like Olivia Pope, like stomping down the hall of the White House, like, don't waste my time with this news! Things I already knew! I'm very busy! Yes, yes, that's the photo shoot! And then uh, I also, uh, backstage of the school, like a backstage door, I signed my name on the door, and like put the years that I was there, and you might feel like that sounds like graffiti, what you did, and it was, but I was like, I'm raising the property value. <laughs> like, if you went to a random high school in New Jersey and you saw Meryl Streep's name, like, backstage, because that seems like something she would do, right? Like, just like, spread your name on the fucking wall. Um, you'd be, like, impressed, and I was like, just for you guys. And, uh, <laughs> and my, our drum teacher kept it. She was like, I don't know, this one's crazy. She might fucking pull it out. That's where I was. And then around that time, I also started getting asked to like sing around town for stuff. My friend Dan and I sang at our old English teacher's wedding. Um, we each got paid a hundred bucks, um, and the, which was awesome until we found out that we each had seen like five songs, which, you know, the price for songs was super low. Um, but it was the early 90s, so the highlight, I'm pretty sure if you'll just picture like two 40 year olds, like second chance at love, like second marriage for both of them, their kids are here, 
or said their vows, they're going up to light the enemy candle, and then there's just two teenagers off to the side singing a whole new world. From the world. <laughs> I don't know, it was a simpler time, right? Uh, a nice shout out to the Gen Xers in the room. Um, and that was fun, and that went well, but I knew I was like more of a solo artist. No offense, Dan. Um, <laughs> so then I got asked to sing for um, the March of Dimes spring luncheon, and I was like, here we go. My friend Brenda, I had done uh, community theater with her, and she's a sweet lady, and she asked me to come and sing. And that's the theme of this luncheon was uh, like Heroes Among Us, and she asked me to sing Hero by Mariah Carey. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah. And uh, I was like, done. This like couldn't be more on. I love Mariah Carey. Like, yes, technically, she does have a better voice than me. Uh, like, her range is slightly higher. But this is a song that I can like hit all the notes on. And um, yeah, I'll come sing at the fucking lunch. Yeah, yeah, okay, you're welcome. So I go and um, she, uh, like I'm sitting there, how I imagine like Mariah, like when she gets paid a million dollars to go sing at some sultan's wedding or whatever. <laughs> um, just like sitting there listening to the speeches. Like, I don't, I, I still to this day don't know what the March of Dimes does, but I was just like, taking a sip of water. Like, and then it was my turn, and I got up there, and I was like. Yeah. And my like Liz Claiborne separate. I was like holding the mic. Uh, and I was like, you can have all these like nice, like middle-aged volunteers. And I was like, this is nice thing. You guys do the, this thing, whatever this thing is. Um, this is how I do it. Uh, like entertaining the troops, you know? Uh, this is my chair. And they had Track. And think about this, this is like 1994. They must have had to order away for that shit. I don't even know how long that took. But I'm, I'm up there, I'm ready, and the song starts. Um, and I just want to put a pin in that for a second and go back and tell you that uh, I, job, I actually had three defining character traits in the job giant ego, insane ambition, extreme laziness. <laughs> I didn't have to work hard for like, I was naturally good at all of that stuff. And when you grow up uh, getting praised for shit that you're, like, naturally good at, there's, you just don't develop a work ethic, ever. Because there's no need. Why would you? I, it's cool that there are people out there that work hard. Like, if you need to, good for you. Like, that's not my journey. Um, my journey is I show up and people clap, and then I just do it again. Uh, so when uh, she asked me to sing Hero right here, I was like, oh yeah, I know that song. And I didn't like, take one more second. I didn't think about it for one more second until I was standing in front of this audience full of people. The battery crap thing. Guess what I found out, guys? I don't know that song. Uh, I knew the first verse. Easy, great. I knew the second, I knew the chorus. Easy, easy again. And then that second verse came up, and I was like, oh, oh, oh. I don't know. And I hadn't written down the lyrics, looked them up, printed them out, brought them with me. Nothing. I, had, I hadn't even, like, it wouldn't have even been that hard. I could have just been paying attention. Because, I don't know if you remember, there was a year in, like, the early 90s when the only two songs on the radio were Hero and Shoot. 
And I couldn't even her scripts once and then she memorizes them and I was like yeah that sounds right that sounds great I just showed up didn't know a fucking word and it was such a slap on the face and I it was first of all humiliating and then it was such a slap on the face of me standing there looking at all these people um, seeing the pity like coming off of them and uh, just it was just this thought of like who wait who else <laughs> Why do I think that I know everything that there is to know, like forever in the universe? Why? Why? Why would I not take two minutes and like learn this song? Why do I think it's cool not to care? Cool not to have to work for something that makes it like less of an accomplishment or whatever? This is this is bullshit. I don't want to be this person. And please know that while all this was happening in my head, what was happening on the outside was a backing track was playing and I was standing at the podium going, I'm sorry. Yeah. 
This podcast is produced and hosted by me, Joe Tower, and executive produced and edited by Brian Weiss. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe and rate us below. If you hated what you heard, let us know what we can do better. And also, go fuck yourself. For all other info, please visit www.talesofourfolly.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.